Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Chopping It Up with the Chicas. Dr. P and I are talking all about endurance training. Hey. Uh, we're in it, we're in it. Gloria, what race are you doing? What What are we jumping into? A good one, but before I do that, I need to do a shout out. Uh-oh. This isn't about endurance training. Selena making half and moves, right? <laughs> University of San Francisco, 30 under 30. Mm-hmm. We cannot do this episode without shouting that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, USF Magazine, quote, USF Magazine, more than 13 million children in America, a high proportion of them Hispanic and black, are obese and in danger of diabetes, liver disease, kidney disease, says Selena Alatore. In her work as a research project manager at Boston University, she's providing underserved kids with resources to make healthier choices. For Alatore, the fight hits close to home. She grew up in a low-income neighborhood without easy access to grocery stores with healthy food choices. And she says, to bring something to neighborhoods that reflect my own neighborhood growing up, it's powerful. Boom! Selene Alatore, University of San Francisco, 30 under 30. That was what, last month? Yeah, it came out last month. Yeah, thank you. It feels so weird to have it read out loud. (laughs) Bossing it up. Yeah, what was that like for you? Did the publication come out and you found out through there? They must have contacted you to interview you. Yeah, they contacted me, you know, told me they were going to do it. And I hopped on a phone call to talk about what I do and my work. And that happened earlier this year. So it actually took a long time between that phone call and when it got published. But yeah, yeah, it was cool to see it out and exciting to, you know, I sent the link to my dad. I'm like, hey, look, Mm -hmm. it's me. Um, Major. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and I barely made the cut. So that part was nice. (laughs) You made the cut. What do you mean barely made the cut? How do you barely make the cut? No, for uh, for being under 30. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, that part was nice. Yeah. I was like, all right, we're in it. Did you know who, did someone nominate you? Or? Uh, someone nominated me and I asked and I couldn't get a response to that. They didn't know is like, you know, the magazine they didn't want contacted to disclose me. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I have an idea. I think it was one of my professors who did it from oh, graduate amazing. school. Yeah. So he's, he's one of my mentors and we keep in touch. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's him. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure cool. everyone is so proud of you. I mean, yeah. even just, something like this representing the community right and being yeah. able to even highlight what you do for the community yeah it's neat to see I think it's I guess the biggest part for me it's like there's somebody and that's me and hopefully some little girl somewhere mm-hmm. sees that and you see someone that looks like you or represents you in some way I think is the biggest piece so I'm glad and there were so many other people of color and yep. non-binaries on that list it was fabulous yeah yeah pretty amazing for them to be intentional about that, right? Mm -hmm. And also to be included in that group. And, you know, the way I see it, actually, I don't see this as different than uh, endurance training and and racing. And you're planting seeds, wondering if it'll make a difference, wondering if the work is reaching the people you want it to reach, Mm -hmm. wondering if, yeah, it's worth the time, the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And then something like this happens. And it's, and it's, not just like, oh, you got lucky, someone nominated you. It's yeah. a reflection of the work you have been doing. Uh, so one of my favorite quotes is, people are rewarded in public for what they do for years in private. So the yeah. accolades that we see in the awards and this and that, most of the time, it's because you've been grinding for so many years. Yeah. Right. I think that's the parallel to endurance training, right? You mm-hmm. see the pictures you post with the medal at the end and all right. the things and everything before that was probably months and months of hard 
runs that you don't want to do and workouts you don't want to do and right. eating, you know, yep. the whole bit. Yep. You you just see the end and there's so mm-hmm. much more than the end. So yeah, I definitely, I won't say it's like, oh yeah, I earned this. It still feels weird, but yeah, I have to do the self-talk. Like, no, I did work hard. You know, right. I'm trying to do the work. I think about my parents and my grandparents all the time and right, they, they immigrated here and yeah. it was dangerous and it was they came to this country and didn't know anything but there's so much that my great-grandparents or you know my great-great-great-grandparents and everyone before me that I've been thinking about lately like all of those sacrifices everything that they Mm -hmm. did is why I'm here so acknowledging that um trying to be intentional about that as I move forward or when things get tough it's like no like I yeah gotta gotta represent yeah but knowing like no this is this is bigger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Like Big Sean. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, my God. I, I love that song. Yeah. Than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we've worked oh, out to that song. For I know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that came on the other day. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, Man, I needed to hear this. I needed yeah. to hear this. Uh-huh. uh-huh. In life and in sport, right? Yeah. And I think it's you you change as a person when you start to think that way. It's the whole, I don't know if you want to call it spiritual awakening. It's its not this magical, at least for me, beautiful thing that happens, but it's definitely something switches in your like being in your soul when mm-hmm. you think like that. Yeah, like level, a leveled up consciousness. Like it is, yeah. you can step out in this bigger, bigger perspective and yeah. realize like, yeah, I, this is something bigger. This is something connected. What orchestrated in life for me to get to this point is not just in my own power. Right, right. right. Yeah, and this, th- there's purpose in that. Yeah, I've been, I read something a couple of days ago, I guess similar to this. It's like, we're this little speck of dust or whatever you want to, sparkly dust on this planet in this universe that mm-hmm. is massive and you really can do and be whoever you want to be because when you think about it in that aspect who really cares what this person you don't even like thinks about you or right. yeah it's it's a new perspective for sure i look back to like my early 20s and i cared so much about what everyone thought and now i'm like which is the beauty i think of getting older i'm like that mm-hmm. like i no, nope. I'm gonna be I'm here. This is who I yeah. am. This is my lane. And yeah, I do not care. Yeah. And you're still yeah. under 30. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it still. But yeah. because the next thing for you would be 40 under 40, which is yeah. still all good. Yeah, it, yeah, it is all good. We'll see. We'll see where life takes me and what you I can do before. This is 40. just the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Just the beginning. Exciting, isn't it? It's the beginning for all of us when we think about it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't. Yeah. But that's also why I remember getting into triathlon. One of my earliest memories in triathlon was seeing this guy race. And I guess the cool and not cool thing about triathlon is that they have <laughs> your age on your calf. So they write your age on your calf and your arm. Uh, and this guy was 70 years old. Running like, a triathlon. Uh, running a triathlon in Florida, hot, humid in May. Oh, my God. And yeah. I was like... Oh my gosh. And the more I did the sport, the more I was like, these people are reverse aging. There's something mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. And to be 70 and be like, I'm going to get in a triathlon. I don't give a fuck. I know. Doing. <laughs> I hope that's I what I'm like you, at 70. Yeah. 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 Those are the people I look up to. Definitely the same with marathon when you see people who are, but I mean, it's I kind of a kick in the behind when you see them and they're running faster than you and I'm like oh my god you know yeah but it gives me something to look for I'm like no I can exactly. do it like I could do it yeah. yeah so 
it's a, your best years could still be ahead of you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is something that I have to remind myself of. You know, I'm 41. I feel like I've done some pretty epic races in the past. And I'm yes, just like, is that it? I'm like, is that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, there's like still more ahead of me. Like my race is Ironman California, October 22nd. Um, so that's a 2.4 mile swim and 112 mile bike and then a marathon. And so they just, okay, can we just take a pause there? <laughs> 2.4 mile swim, 100, how long bike? 112. 112. And then 26.2 miles on top of that. Like, can we just talk about in, what, in one day? You have 17 hours to finish. Okay, still one day, less than 24 hours. Isn't yeah. that just, let's like, just scratch all those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Like what kind of crazy person would do that? Not crazy, just badass. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sign up for it and then I start yeah. training. I'm like, what? Yeah. How did I do this? Yeah. So tell us why. Why this oh. race and, and this time and... Well, one, it's a practical thing. It's local. So doing Ironman races is and we'll touch on this a little bit later but it's a sport where you you do actually do have to have a good amount of income because the the equipment that you need especially for Ironman the the traveling and flights you have to book hotels um you have to get a bike box to transfer your bike or you have to ship your bike to the race site because like Uh how are you unless you're driving to a race um so expense after expense after expense I've done Ironman Texas twice so okay knowing what that cost is like I'm like okay it's in Sacramento, so yeah. we don't have to pay for flight, hotel, bike shipping. Yeah. Like, it sounds sad, but it's like one of the most cost-effective Ironmans that I'll probably ever do. Yeah. But the registration fees are no joke. But the other the other reason why I wanted to do it is, I mean, I'm actually mm-hmm. excited about training again. Because back, I think, in 2016, that was my last half iron. I kind of was like, uh, I sold my triathlon bike, the one I had before. I was ready to, like, retire from the sport and, like, let it yeah. go. I was big into trail running, big into yoga. And I still had my road bike. So I'm just like, well, letting go of a triathlon bike. I mean, that's yeah. privilege right there. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh-huh. anybody listening <laughs> to have two bikes. Yeah. I know. And can touch on that, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited to get back to to rejoin the community. And I think yeah. I think back to the older races I had and that zest I just had for I felt like triathlon was a puzzle. How can mm-hmm. I put this puzzle together in the smartest way? Um, and whether it's putting my helmet on first and then my bike shoes, whether it's putting my bike shoes yeah. on and then my helmet and then my race belt, like to me it was like how am I gonna put these pieces together to get across that finish line yeah. as fast and as smart as I could. So it was really this this creative thing for mm-hmm. me. I think that's what's getting me excited about it. Yeah. My intention is, and also, again, model to Ari an active lifestyle, that this is something yeah. we love to do. You know, we're always running and riding our bikes, and he sees that. But to see yeah. us out there competing and enjoying a community and, and putting it to something. What about you? Yeah. So I signed up for the Boston Virtual Marathon. Um, yeah. It's so this year because COVID and they had to cancel the real race, you know, they offered a virtual and they're still having a real race in October um, that weekend. Yeah. October 8th through 10th or something like that is a time frame okay. to run it. And I've never done a virtual. So of course, as soon as I signed up, I like looked for virtual marathon podcast and like all these things. Cause I was thinking about it. And I'm like a virtual means there's no assistance. There's no hydration along the way. There's, you know, Ooh. you have to really, really plan. It's a whole mm-hmm. new level. There's no, path I have to figure out my own 
start and finish and you know, there's a lot of moving pieces um i realized wow I yeah up. you're like your own race director especially yeah. when it comes to a marathon so it's not just oh my gosh i can train and just show up no yeah and it's also a mentally preparing for yes there's no you know cheering on the sidelines there's no yep. 20 mile wall big hurrah to That's keep right. going. but yeah i you know boston marathon for people who aren't familiar, I think is like the mecca of marathons, probably mm-hmm. at least in the US. And I think I would be disappointed if I left Boston and didn't do the race. And qualifying for Boston is a whole beast on its own. And that would probably take me a couple of years. So I was like, I'm here virtual. You don't have to qualify. You can mm-hmm. sign up. So yeah, in, in October, uh, I'm running a marathon, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're, yeah, we're both going to be jamming it out in October. Yeah, which yes. is kind of cool. We can cool. we can chat. I didn't realize it was the same month until yeah. right now, but we can chat training while we're in it. And we're like, mm-hmm. why did we do this? Yeah, <laughs> and then celebrate at the end when we're like, yeah, that's why we did right it. On. Yeah. yeah. For you, was there a deeper why or intention? Uh, I think definitely. So when I ran my first marathon was um, my first and only was CIM. So can California International and mm-hmm. um, I trained really hard for that and a few weeks before the race my knee started hurting and during the race but I think at like mile eight my knee was just in so much pain and mm-hmm. I was I think I was going for a sub four hour and I was on track you know with my training and I was really determined to run a sub four hour and I think I ended up doing close to five hours yeah. so I was really because I had to run walk most of it with my knee and I was super disappointed I told myself after that race I was like I'm never doing this again like this is such a pain in the butt and I was so disappointed about the time but I was like no I have to like I need to bounce back and try again to at least have Mm -hmm. a goal and you know make sure my knee like I take care of all the stretching so to give myself a fair chance so yeah that's why did you finished you freaking finished like i did finish your knee like with your knee i can see how that's it's legitimately a good reason to say you know what I that stop. race was i cried twice during the race i i remember i saw my family at like mile 13 and i was just like bawling <laughs> my dad was so freaked out he's like why like why are you crying and i was like my knee and i think i was just so like angry and disappointed yeah. i'm like this is not what i trained for and they were the sweetest and like ran to cbs and got me <laughs> a knee brace and met me a couple miles later oh my gosh, it's so awesome <laughs> they were so sweet yeah but it was still Aww. i was and then i was like running by myself and just crying because i was like yeah. this is you know it's tough but open so- marathons are no joke an Ironman marathon is not like an open marathon. It's I did one open marathon, won't do another one. Yeah. And I cried. It was hard. It, yeah. Like, and I honestly believe it was harder than doing like Ironman because there's after that uh, Ironman, you just want to finish. There's really yeah. not, a, for, at least for me, there's no expectations. Like walking was like, okay, I'll just walk. Yeah. As long as I get to that finish line, whereas running a marathon, you're training and you kind of have a gauge of how mm. you want to make it through the race. Mm-hmm. It's a different set of focus and yeah. yeah, how you prepare your body. Yeah. Um. So how about you? You sold your bike and yeah. that was last year. And then this year you oh, signed Oh, no, that up. was in 2016. Oh, 2016. Yeah. So have you bought yeah. a new bike for I Ironman? Did. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> Why? Oh, I, no, that's exciting. I kind of feel guilty about it. It's 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 weird. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I think when you grow, is it guilty because you have nice things? <laughs> or do you... Yeah. It, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't you think... just hit the nail on the head. I yeah. think it's, it's it, you know, when I got early, when I got into the sport, gosh, it was t- 2007. Um, I was a grad student, so everything was on a budget. Yeah. And it was, by the grace of God, I actually had a road bike to yeah. race on. And I was f- happy with that. I have a road bike. I have uh-huh. a bike I can race on. Um, wasn't just like some rickety old mountain bike that I got yeah. from my best friend, Marissa, yeah. and her brother left at her house. Yeah. So, it, but it's a sport where you realize like, wow, like the amount of income and disposable income and the race fees and the gear does yeah. not make it a sport easily accessible. No. Just like golf or like tennis or something. Yeah. It's not accessible. Right. And I think um, the same yeah. with marathons. Like it's mm-hmm. a running shouldn't be expensive. Right. Because you you get your shoes and you go outside and should be nothing. But I think it turns into a very, they you right, you join a training group and they want you to have all these fancy things and all yep. the fancy and the race watch clothes, and the heart rate and the monitor yes, and the all, gear and, and the shoes that are carbon now with yeah. oh my gosh you get fitted for them and that's an extra you know like things just that's I remember feeling like that when I signed up for the first one I was in grad school and I was like um this got real expensive real fast yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and feeling like you had to have these things in order to like feel set up for the race right you know and that's a, that's kind of why I want to get back to like Iron Man and like okay what's where's the simplicity like yes I did get another triathlon bike yeah I'm gonna be riding 112 miles it's yeah the best way I think to do 112 miles and I honestly when I sold my other triathlon bike that money quickly went to my dog's teeth she had to have dental work and I'm like <laughs> yeah. there it goes it was yeah. exactly the amount like almost yeah. the amount I'm like Frida you have my triathlon bike in your mouth poor thing. yeah like, I love her you know thinking about races before and you know you've done one marathon but you're also very competitive you've been around competitive athletic crowds you're very much aware of like how it can get to the extreme versus like okay you know what do I need to do differently next time in order to have a good experience Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's my goal and my intention like from start to finish at least seven maybe 17 hours without my son and just a day to myself (laughs) yeah yeah isn't that kind of insane like you're doing a triathlon it's like oh this is mom mommy's day <laughs> just somewhere in there throw 112 miles right. to 26 running like, miles do, do, do. yeah yeah i'll ride 112 miles and i have to worry about like feeding my kid making him lunch dealing yeah. with his, you know yeah. crying and then putting him down for a nap and then waking yeah. up for an right uh-huh oh my god that's so funny yeah but what do you think you're gonna like carry forward the wisdom or what you've learned from past competitive experiences and training and racing yeah well I think just physically like I know my body a lot better after training for the first Mm. marathon and that was in 2016 so it's been a while but I know I know what the injury could be so I know I need to work on certain things again like I mentioned in my early 20s I was so worried for this marathon like just things that didn't matter and yeah I think what I'm going to take is I'm going to train hard I'm going to do my best and whatever the outcome is, it's fine. And I do have a goal. I have a time goal. My goal is it's sub 430. So I, and I need that because I need to train with this goal in mind. Otherwise Mm -hmm. my training can be very loose and I don't want that, but I'm also not going to be disappointed if it's a little bit over 430. So this is like my thing for me and I Mm -hmm. don't have to prove to anyone like this is just for me. And I'm also excited to do some long runs. Um, I, I think it's a nice, quiet sort of mind time where yeah. I can think about lots of things. 
so yeah, I less pressure, less worrying about everything else, more just me and what you know how I want to feel and mm -hmm. what it's going to feel like to finish. To to say like you know I know my body better and I'm gonna take care of it differently and mm -hmm. I do need a goal. I need a target to shoot for. Mm -hmm. I think is wise. Yeah, I think it is important. I because I know if I don't take care of my body and pay attention to that injury, I'm not. I'm going to be as disappointed as I was last time. So yeah. I think there's a fear of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? So I feel that same way. I mean, yeah. I'm dealing with some little niggles and stuff right now, mm -hmm. and I'm not even like really in it, in it. And I have to remind myself like, okay, this is just my body telling me to like chill out, do something different. And if I can't run, what can I do that day? Because I think what we were talking about before when it comes to success, I think training's the same way. You wonder like, is this going to pay off? Am I doing it right? Should I be doing more? Yeah. Should I buy that gear? Because you have a moment of like, you know, bad training week or a moment of insecurity and you're grasping for something to feel better or to give you hope and yeah. sometimes that's when like buy this gear wear these socks yeah you know like yeah drink all that thing uh -huh. all the things but you know i think just reminding ourselves like you know we're planting seeds you know and and the day you decide to race is the day where you just kind of take the money out of the bank so yep. you know i think of just yeah continuously putting money in the bank and and just yeah. one day at a time you know and i think even the bad training days are the days right there's definitely days i go out and run and my mm -hmm. goal is five miles and i do three and it's like this is you know i can call it a shitty day but it doesn't matter i'm like those are miles under my belt at the end of the exactly. day exactly it's gonna help so being a little bit more accepting of those days where my body's like eh, this is not for us today and that's okay so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this because the early stages in training are kind of like that, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe your training plan says you're going to do two miles and you're like, oh, I could do four. I just mm -hmm. have some good energy, right? Um, or like you said, the goal was five and you put three. And I think about it like investment, right? If you were to save like $5 and you're like, oh, I should have, you know, say I'm saving $5. And then last time I saved $10, like mm -hmm. it, you're putting it in, right? Yeah. And you're not going to get a return until later, right? right? Mm -hmm. It's like an investment and anything is something that's going to pay off. Mm -hmm. But we don't judge putting in $5 like, hey, I put in something. At least I'm yeah. saving something, right? Yeah. And I think of the same way, not judging ourselves in the process um, mm -hmm. as we're making these deposits and, and building this endurance foundation. Yeah. Because October is a long way away and life's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I know we're taking a trip and I was like, okay, yep. how is training going to be? I'm not going to have my bike. So, all right, got to make some adjustments and yeah. remind myself of like doing what you can do. And, and yeah, making any deposits, whether that's strength training, right? Mm -hmm. Or foam rolling or just making sure I'm staying active and being on my legs. Sleeping. Yeah, sleeping. <laughs> yeah, huge piece. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get those eight oh hours. Oh gosh, yeah. and that's everything, mm -hmm. right? When it comes to just solidifying your performance, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I think for anyone listening, it's just, I, I would like to send that message too. Like, yeah, like think about previous races how do you want to know your body and do it differently mm -hmm. try not to set too hard of expectations and as long as you're putting money in the bank you yeah know, don't judge it i would also say for people who have never ran any sort of long distance or done mm -hmm. an endurance sport i not grow up an athlete i didn't start even doing any type of exercise till i was like 19 and i'm 28 like anyone yeah. if I did it anyone can do it you know like yeah yeah and I I remember pre you know my my first race even my first half I was like there's no way I can do that like that's for different kinds of people and mm. I don't have it in me and it's not tr any literally anyone can do it like you right. have to train and you have to 
but you've come it's, a long way, you know, since mm-hmm. 19. Yeah. And it's still, you're still really young. So, you mm-hmm. know. For anyone out there who's thinking about it and yeah. wants to take the leap, you can do it. You can do it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And with Iron Man, it's just, well, triathlon in general, I want to say Iron Man. You didn't see many people of color in the sport. No. You know? No. That's you didn't how see I felt at all. Marathon, yeah, there wasn't very. And then, and I think that's important too. Like, is, like, kind of looking at it, is it being this exclusive thing that only mm-hmm. a certain kind of people or people who make certain money yeah. can be part of? And I think breaking that stigma or trying to deconstruct that barrier is important um yeah but it's yeah i think that's part of the imposter syndrome too because i signed up for my first race and i was like whoa there is not a lot of people (laughs) that look like me out here but you gotta you know showing up represents yeah well yeah because you know when ken and i were there was a year we lived in chico and we're founding members of the chico tri club Mm-hmm. And it's still thriving today. We love Chico Tri Club. Um, and one thing I was involved with the triathlon team at the university. Um, so not just Chico Tri Club, Chico State University, their triathlon team. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the some of the ladies that did the tri team back then. Now they're you know one is a you know PhD student in mathematics, <laughs> and I still talk to her. And I mean, did to get her on the podcast? You would yeah. you would so click with her. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, another one, you know, she has a couple little boys, lives in the Bay Area, stills running with her jogger. Yeah. So it's amazing to see how you know I've been a part of their lives and kind of was like a mentor um and like yeah like and and now I mean one of them got a new bike and she's messaging us through Instagram like how do I set this up and I'm like Mm -hmm. man how does she (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so you know I think that's where we can like mentor so it's not just academia it's like in sport we need sport Mm -hmm. mentors and to represent our community because I know at first when my family heard about even me doing running races they were like okay you've always been hyper it's always like you've been hyper it's not yeah. necessarily like I'm doing this sport yeah uh, but then doing triathlon they just like why would you do that like yeah. how much does it cost and oh my gosh and then the, yeah. there comes all the guilt about yeah. you know spending yeah. money on yourself uh-huh I, I think it helped being connected to a tri club it helped yeah being a mentor sharing this experience I think that's it too like anybody listening like be a mentor for someone in the sport bring someone in that doesn't feel like maybe they belong or doesn't look like yeah you know or even gear like I give shit yeah. away all the time I can attest to that you know? you've given me shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I will happily give shit yeah. because I've gotten shit um so I think those things are important right yeah. so whether it's a running group so I did want to mention that I saw it was really cool I don't know if you saw it over Instagram it is Angel City Elite Elite Distance Running Team out of Los Angeles all Latina sponsored by Brooks <gasps> yeah oh my goodness we're gonna have um, to hook up with one of those on the podcast yeah. yeah. Uh, it says, introducing the Angel City Elite. We are a women's elite distance running team sponsored by Brooks based in Los Angeles with a mission of increasing BPIOC representation within the sport. We're excited to have you join us on this journey as we raise awareness, empower, educate, and inspire each other to new heights. We are Angel City Elite. Those positive vibes yeah. this team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, Gloria, you were my mentor. <laughs> I oh. remember signing up for my first half. And I think I called you the night before and I was like freaking out and you gave me this just hype me up basically Aww. or maybe the night before my marathon I can't remember which one it was um but definitely yeah I think you played a big role and I always told my friends I was like I have this really cool friend and she does all these cool <laughs> races and she's just 
like the coolest person and uh, you're like the coolest person uh, but, uh, yeah but i feel i know i still don't feel cool i still think i'm like oh my god glory is like a badass no yeah. so yeah is like cinnamon is a badass no, no. you need to i know i'll step into it one but, day but that's i think it yeah I think it, it naturally we just our friendship grew and like I think with yeah. other people's and you don't realize like oh yeah maybe I am being a mentor and yeah. I guess I am a mentor because I'm older you know <laughs> no I don't I think you have so much wisdom to share I think no. that's what it is. and you are the best hype person you are the best hype person you need in a mentor back. yeah yeah I will run alongside you with yeah. my phone literally bump in Jay-Z or some uh-huh. Drake or whatever you need yes to get or you invite through. me to your garage and yes. we'll yeah. play some yeah. rap music and ESAC and right? do a workout and right? yeah Whatever it's not, but that's just what I love about finding your tribe and like mm-hmm. connecting with people want to elevate because ultimately right we're sharing our ex- experiences about racing that's going to come up yeah you know endurance racing and reflecting upon like success and staying focused but it's really like finding your people that are going to elevate you right I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why not you know i'll be mm-hmm. out there acting a fool hey if it's gonna get you laughing or switch it up for you and yeah that you know Stop quarter a mile less yeah. painful right yeah why not uh-huh why yeah not, yeah know? yeah definitely because I, I, I do think we have more to offer than we realize I mean, that 30 under 30, a reflection to remind you, you do have a lot to offer. You have gone through this journey. Other yeah. women, young women and people are, are seeing that and learning from it. Yeah. And being inspired so. by it. Yeah. And I think it's easy to forget that, too. I think back to right when I was a late teenager, early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I think I was looking for these people, maybe couldn't find them or wasn't connected. And I think that's a big piece, like... You know, I've reached out to counselors at my old high school. Like, yep. let me know if someone wants yep. to chat. Or yeah, like, you I know, love if that. you have anyone, I've been, I'm like, let me know. Like, I, I will give yep. you all the knowledge or all the yep. things I've learned. Like, let me just because that's what, yeah, that's what we need. It's it's one thing to to you know, quote unquote, be successful and make it, but it to me, it's not valuable unless you share it. And like, how do you lift Amen. other people up to do that? Yeah, yep. yeah. So, boom. It. Drop the mic. Another <laughs> chopping it up with the chicas episode. Yeah, we did. Done I love done. this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We can find us on the Gritty Genius um, Instagram page. You know, it's not super active. I know. We got That's when we're going to get an assistant or something. So anybody out there, hey, you want to yeah. be our little <laughs> you know non-paid intern? Media. Yeah. Not paid yet. Not to yet. close up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hit, hit us up. Um, yeah. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, yeah, and hit us up on the Gritty Genius at Instagram if you have any messages, thoughts, reflections, or you want to, you know, be involved. All right. Yeah, or ideas. If ideas. Any ideas of what we could talk about. Peace. Bye, y'all. <laughs>